Welcome to the Clean Company Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Rebecca Conception. Rebecca Conception is a Detroit-area comedian who loves coffee, travel, reading, and her daughter in that order. We're going to talk with her about the good, the bad, and the funny. I feel like any dude that's single just needs to look to someone like me for inspiration. Like, if you're single, I won't pressure you. You want to watch the game? Let's order a pizza at halftime. Hey, everybody wins, right? Right. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's just working out. It's just, I feel like I got to do something, though. You know, like, I'm at the point now where I get gray hair and zits. It's not fair. It's like, make up your mind one way or another. Gravity is not your friend anymore. Like I said, I've been trying to do that late life thing, so I'm in a bathing suit a lot more, which means I have to face reality a lot more often. I work from home right now, so I'm in my sweats, and that like just creates a whole level of denial that you don't realize that you're into. Like you're like, everything's fine. I'm like, anyway, everything's fine. I'm just in my sweatpants, working from a couch, whatever. Then you go to try to pull on a pair of jeans for the first time in six months. And you're like, oh, mistakes have been made. My damage has been done, y'all. It's terrible. I don't like it at all. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, that first pair of jeans that comes on after the pandemic is uh, tough to get past. Uh, Rebecca, it's so good to have you on the show. Yeah, Rebecca, we are looking forward to chatting. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pizza at halftime, you had me. <laughs> Everything you said after that, I was like, I don't care what she says after this. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an easy woman to please. What can nice. I say? Awesome. Well, uh, Rebecca Conception, we are so delighted to have you here. And uh, one of the things that I said in your little intro is that uh, you love coffee. And um, I do. I'm as, a big coffee addict. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm a like very particular about my coffee, and I found that the more addicted people are to their coffee, the less particular they are. Where do you fall in that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's accurate. Yeah, I'm not picky at all. As yeah. long as it is uh, relatively hot and uh, you know strong we're good to go okay all right yeah all right that that must say something good about me because i'm on the other end of that spectrum where uh you know good coffee is very important oh i i I do appreciate a good cup of coffee don't get me wrong but you know as long as it gets the job done that's what (laughs) you're not gonna dump out a cup of coffee is what you're saying correct correct (laughs) yeah I uh, I do occasionally uh, have to go with, you know, kind of whatever's available. And when I do, it just makes me angry. (laughs) Like the gas station road trip coffee? Yeah. Uh, I I just did a little road trip over the weekend and and spent time with my in-laws and so on. And so the the, their coffee just just (laughs) it was a a steaming cup of why bother? <laughs> See, we we're kind of spoiled here. Uh, we, every morning, I uh, make freshly ground madcap coffee with the uh, uh, with the pour over system. Yeah, and so that's uh, delicious. Yeah. But from time to time, uh, my wife gets up before me, and she has to make an emergency cup of coffee uh, with the Keurig. <laughs> sure. So that that'll get her by until I can make some. <laughs> some oh yeah, I have a Keurig. Cup. I'm all about the convenience okay. and the, the quickness yeah. as to which, how how quickly the caffeine can get into my system. Wow. So. Yeah, I strain the uh, the coffee grounds through my hands uh, to <laughs> add more love. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, remind me not to come over for a cup of coffee, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Rebecca, uh, let's let's talk about comedy. You got started uh, from, if I remember correctly, about ten years ago. Is that right? 
Yeah, I started stand-up about 10 years ago. Uh, my first love was improv, actually. Oh. Um, and I started that right out of college. Um, I went through the Second City Training Center um, and loved it. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a good 10 to 15 years. And then I tried stand-up because I was uh, called a not very nice name. Like, I didn't know you were a, uh, a chicken. Oh. oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, nobody calls me a chicken. No. So uh, <laughs> I went up there and I did the show and I got a paid gig out of it the first time. Off. And <laughs> oh, I wow. thought, wow, it's oh. so easy to get paid to do stand-up. <laughs> I'm just going to switch over. <laughs> And it's been smooth sailing since, right? Oh, yeah. I'm just rolling in the money from stand-up. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I tried it, and I liked it, and I kept getting paid shows. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do this as long as it continues to be fun. And 10 yeah. years later, here we are. Still fun. Uh, yeah. that That's a story that we keep hearing, and uh, neither Aaron nor I experienced the uh, words doing something, showed up one day, and then started getting paid to do it. Uh, but more and more often we're talking to people who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, isn't that what everybody does? Like, you, <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I mean, I found out really quickly that was not the, the normal, but <laughs> at the time I thought, well, geez, that's yeah. much better than begging people to see my three-man improv troupe yeah. on Tuesday <laughs> night, so why not, you know? Right? Uh, so uh, you did the uh, Second City uh, School. Was that – I know there's ones uh, – various parts of the country was that the detroit one or chicago yeah they had a detroit chapter and Mm -hmm. i um i went through the the program back um in the late 90s early 2000s when it was all in detroit Mm -hmm. shortly after um my class was done they started doing the classes over in novi Mm -hmm. um before they closed it down permanently but yeah there was chapters all over the country and they had opened up the detroit one and i was super excited of course and i was really fortunate to have a lot of really great teachers who have gone on to do amazing things like keegan michael p from Mm -hmm. you know from Key and Peele and a million TV shows and yeah. movies and whatnot and Mary Beth Monroe. And I had a bunch of great teachers who have, you know, who, who have just really inspired me and it's been great to watch their progress. Um, oh, also Tim, Tim Robinson from uh, Detroiters. He and I went through every level of second city together. Nifty. So it's awesome to see Timmy do great. Cause he's, you know, an amazing improviser, brilliant and funny person. So, and a really nice guy too. So cool. Yeah. I've been really lucky with that. Yeah. And uh, by all means, drop all the names you want to. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Place, uh, I should once, have maybe asked that first. But, yeah. Uh. <laughs> once you have dropped them, then then we are free to use them from that point forward <laughs> and, uh, you know, promote our shows. Uh, now, um, I know that you are involved in uh, uh, the New Faces of Comedy show. I've, I've seen, you know, you post about that on social media a few times. And uh, what what's that all about? Yeah, that's my, uh, that's actually my show. Um, I was lucky enough a couple of, well, four or five years ago, I guess. Um, I was in one of those kind of low periods of comedy where I, I don't know if you hear comics talk about that, where you just get through the, I'm no good phase. And I just mm. really don't think I'm, I'm cut out for this anymore type thing, even though you've been doing it forever. And uh, I was in one of those lulls and I decided to give it one last go, you know, and yeah, I, uh, I put a request out for FaceTime on, uh, or for, you know, stage time on Facebook. And yeah. I had someone reach out to me. And I went to a club in Detroit and I was the only white person there mm-hmm. and the only one of the only women, quite frankly. Yeah. And um, I had a killer set and I don't say that very often, but that time <laughs> the magic was there. <laughs> and uh, I met my now comedy uh, boss, Kip Fowler, mm-hmm. um, who is the owner of Good Helpers Heating and Cooling and Entertainment. Um, and he, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to make you pause there. <laughs> yeah. Good Helpers Heating and Cooling 
and entertainment. And entertainment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Multi-purpose company. Yeah, perfect. Um, and he he liked me and he asked me to come back and I, I guessed it at that club for a while. And then about six months later, he reached out to me about doing my own show. Nice. So um, he's he gave me full control of the show, which was brilliant and beautiful, uh, especially as a comic who wanted to work with everybody. So I got to, you know, I booked, the, I booked all the comics myself um, and the show's been going on now. This is, uh, we had a break because of COVID, of course, sure. you know, and uh, we've had a couple different venue swaps. Uh, we're back at the original home of JP's West in Detroit mm-hmm. um, every other Wednesday. And uh, I'm, it, it's going really well. This, this, this go around has been fantastic. I'm having a great time. Uh, my comics are always super solid. We have a, we're really lucky in Metro Detroit to have a very solid comedy community to work with. Yeah. So uh, I feel very lucky because uh, the show's gaining popularity and people are asking to be on the show instead of me begging for them to come down, which is, yeah. you know, can be tricky sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I feel really lucky um, and happy to have the opportunity to run the show. So Oh, oh that's great. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, with uh, some of the different people in the, we're in both in West Michigan, Grand Rapids area, and um there's a variety of different people who have set up kind of booking companies and putting on shows. And, um, as they've been, um, doing those, they get the paid shows and they get the open mics that they use to fill in those, um, paid shows. And and we've had a, a kind of a turn at that as well. And it's, it's funny how, you know, it's like, we're having the open mic so we can see if you are the comic we want to work with. Do are you funny? Do you have the material that is going to work with the audiences that we're bringing and um, are you reliable? And, you know, we do we know you're going to show up. And so many people don't show up for the open mics. I'm like, that's not going to get you on the paid show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I was leading to the question, but I think you've answered it already. Uh, has that also been your experience? Yeah, it sounds like that's pretty typical. Yeah, I think that's kind of across the board for comedy, you know, like, uh, a lot of people don't realize that like, they don't think of it as that big of a deal. Cause we, I do paid spots in my room. Um, not a ton of money, but some, you know, we appreciate you coming out that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't bother to show up, then the chances are, if I get a chance to book a, a, a better paying gig, I'm not going to think of you first, you know, right. yeah. cause you, you stood me up when I needed you most. And yeah. then I had to do 25 minutes of adequate material to cover you. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always nice to have you know, a place where you can stretch a little bit and, and do some more time if you need to, if there's something you're working on and so on. But when you're there trying to fill a room and, and trying to get, you know, person after person after person so you get this nice variety of performers then they don't show up it's it's disheartening and it kind of i don't know it makes me mad when it happens well for sure and i mean when you're the host like nobody wanted to see half an hour of the rebecca conception variety hour you know nobody signed up for that and i get that like i'm there to move the show along you know so like i got i try to keep that in consideration like i know a lot of hosts like like to uh to get on the mic for a long period of time before the show, I, I do five to 10 off the top and then I move on. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But boy, that's, that's funny that you bring that up about hosts because I think a lot of people misunderstand uh, the role of host and, and kind of what you just said there, like the, it, the show is the least about the host uh, out of anybody, but the host is one of the most important roles. Like the host has such an important job to do to keep, keep the show moving. Like you said, but it's not by calling attention to themselves. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I don't, like I said, I don't want it to be my, I don't want the focus to be on me. I want it to be on my comics. Cause mm-hmm. I, I put a lot of effort and thought into who is going into that lineup. Yep. So I want them to shine, you know, yeah. and if yeah. I give them a spot on my show and then I don't show up, well then, <laughs> uh, then they're on the list. So now, as Aaron and I have built the clean County time shows, uh, Aaron had said, and we both agreed that, you know, we should be the least funny people uh, on our shows. And so far that's been true. That's been fairly, fairly straightforward. Sometimes it's it's easier than others. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So, so we got some comedy. You got ten years under your belt there. New faces of comedy. Um, when you're when you're booking, other than you know reliable and things like that, um, we we just we haven't talked to a lot of people who are booking like that. Um, so. Um, for your show, what is it that you look for? How do you go about uh, booking that show when you're looking for someone to fill a spot? Well, I mean, number one, of course, is 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 they have to be funny, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's the, the the beautiful thing about comedy is that anybody can be funny. It doesn't matter what color you are, how old you are, you know, what gender you are, you can be funny. You know, so that's the first thing, of course. But the second is that I, I since I do have a room that's in a primarily African-American demographic, I try to make sure that the comedy is going to play well to the audience. So I I try to book a variety at each of my shows. If you, if you ever look at my lineups, I, I pay a lot of attention to the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure there's always a woman on the lineup, at least one, uh, besides myself. <laughs> there's always a white guy and there's always a black guy, you know, like just to balance it all out. Or mm-hmm. sometimes we get a Latino in there for funsies, you know, yeah. like, I know just for some spice and variety, you know, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, I try to keep it as balanced as I can just because I think fun, like I said, humor is universal and funny is funny. So as long as you can come and bring it in my room, I don't care what you look like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is a a similar strategy that we follow. And uh, you're going to be joining us uh, April 23rd at the Playhouse at White Lake. And and, uh, you're the woman in our lineup that night. Um, (laughs) And... Um, and, and we always make sure that we have a person of color and sometimes we can double dip that and so on. And the very first show that we did, uh, uh comic Mike Logan was on the show. Uh, he's a, a black guy and he came out and oh, he, I know Mike. Yeah, he's, great. And he's like, and then we also had, uh, Evan Terrence Lachey and he, they were both standing there and Mike looks at Evan and Evan looks at Mike and Mike goes, two black guys. <laughs> and, and uh like i love it yeah 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 we, we try to mix things up yeah because we've already got the two white guys i mean aaron and i are just two old white guys and you know i, I, yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't know if you know this but there seems yeah. to be a, a lot of y'all yeah yeah, yeah. 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 We're, so we're, one of those demographics is is substantially easier to fill than the other two yeah <laughs> representation guys in shirts. <laughs> yeah. right yeah. right yeah uh and if you can wear a beanie hat that'd be great um <laughs> and uh make sure you've got a, a beard and i'm an say, unironic beard of course yeah. yes <laughs> and when i say beard i mean you know not not a good beard no it can't be no. Yeah, no it's it's gotta be scraggly and you know like you're still trying and yeah. uh, brian we might have to edit that part out i think you just alienated about 90 percent of our audience <laughs> that was intentional oh, no. <laughs> um so uh thank you for uh telling us how you you do that uh so do you you primarily look at video do you uh, work 
word of mouth? Um, what is it that, how do people come to you with, with the, the ask or you go to them with, you've seen what they do? Well, I mean, like, thankfully, I've been lucky enough to be booked on a lot of local shows. And a lot of times I, I, I look for people that I think are funny on the lineup. Like when I'm booked on a show, I'm also an audience member and I'm watching, you know, yeah. I'm always I'm always prospecting just in case there might be someone who I think might kill in my room. You know, so uh, I, I, I go to there and like I, I've worked with a lot of really great people over the years. So I'm fortunate to have enough to have, you know, a large group of talent to pull from. And then lately there's been some buzz about the room, which is great. So people are reaching out to me to be a part of it. So basically they, they contacted me for me through Facebook yeah. and then we book it that way. Yeah. Um, and you're, if you've worked with them, you've been on stage with them or they follow you, you follow them. You're, you're able to see what they do and you don't have to rely on, um, them having a, a package that they can send over and that kind of stuff right. at this point. Yeah. So you, you've the got the benefit of working with them locally as I've yeah, seen them already on stage. Bet, so I can bet. vouch for them. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So like with us, you and I, uh, I had to ask you, I, you know, it, it's, it's tough for me to, to drive two or three hours to just to go see a show. Um, Absolutely. you know, and, um, you and I have talked before. It's like, okay, is this a paid show? Is that, yeah. Yeah. This is where <laughs> I, I will drive, uh, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, go to a show or, or, um, go see somebody in particular or, or be in a show for sure. Um, but it's, it's tough to, to, you know, once you get past that, like hour radius for me anyway, it's like, if I'm going to drive more than an hour, there's gotta be something more to it than just seven minutes and a drink ticket. Well, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I did a bowling alley in Owasso once, which oh. I drove in a blizzard. Um, <laughs> and I got paid $20 yes. and then my bar tab was 10. So oh. uh, the gig ended up costing me about 25 bucks. I'd say in gas and whatnot. <laughs> But, you know, you know, I had now the glory of saying I performed at a bowling alley in Owasso. Sure. So and, and that, that, right that counts yeah. as a credit. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> and for everybody who's listening, I, I want everyone to understand that that is the glamour side of comedy. <laughs> right. It get a lot better than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Comedy is full of highs and lows. And yeah. that is definitely one of the highs. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I have a, a couple more things and a little list of questions I've prepared. Uh, and I would like to uh, shift gears over to uh, your daughter. You're a mom. You have a daughter. And, I am. Yeah. Uh, and I said, that it, you know, you love your daughter and that I'm so glad that you do because uh, there's <laughs> plenty of people out there who don't love their daughter. So I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, here's the real question. Who's funnier? Oh, gosh, she is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're a parent, you're always, you know, you always hope that you see some of yourself in your kid. But then when they inherit your warped sense of humor, you get really worried. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, no, I was hoping you would get my jokes. I didn't think you'd be funnier than me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's got a real sniper uh, sense of humor. Uh, yeah. She's hilarious. Uh, she's she's a real quiet one, so you got to watch out for mm. her. She's got oh, the yeah. zingers. Yeah, she has no desire to ever – she likes to be in group activities, but not – the star of the show she was like there's no desire to do stand-up with that one unfortunately sure. and i'm like you're so funny though come mm. on but uh yeah it's not her thing uh she's 14 so she's uh -huh. uh, really into marching band and the color yes. guard and eighth grade mm -hmm. you know so yeah uh I'm, I'm a marching band alum myself so i i've seen you post about her doing color guard stuff and i'm just like oh yeah 
No, I, yeah. I, I know spend that. a lot of time in my car picking her up. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm that. Waiting girl. outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And it's just uh, so, uh, okay, she's in eighth grade, so it's not high school uh, marching band yet. Uh, not, well, she is with a high school marching band. Oh. They recruited the eighth graders just because after COVID, they had low attendance numbers oh. for everything. So they tapped into the eighth grade this time. I'm like, hey, y'all want to come play with the band? And yeah. she's like, yeah, I'll do it. So. Great. Oh, that's very cool. That's yeah, a- and luckily they had a really great year. They ended up winning the state championship for their division. So, like, it was a great introduction for her to want to continue in for high school. So. Sure. And did yeah. they do more of a drum corps style or a squad style? I'm such a nerd. Oh, my God. Oh, um, they do, they have both, I guess. I don't know. Like, they have the whole they have a whole percussion. She plays the marimba in the percussion oh, section. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, she plays the viola in the in the orchestra during the uh, the regular season. But, oh, like, yeah. when it's marching band, she plays the, she's in the, the perk section. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, all of the Marova players that I knew in um, high school and college and stuff uh, were all, uh, you know, drummers or piano players or something who could make that transition uh, pretty easily. But it did not occur to me that the viola would be a good transition to marimba. Uh, she has a, like kind of an ace in a hole because her dad's a musician. So oh. I think maybe it just kind of runs in her veins a little sure. bit. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I played the clarinet, so I don't want yeah. to discredit myself now on my musical abilities. I, I might still be able to bust the fight song for the high school, but <laughs> maybe not, you know, at this point. So she probably, she definitely didn't get it from me. That's for sure. So, <laughs> And uh, and then uh, you're you're a reader. You, you like reading. You, uh, I love to read. What yes. are you reading now? Uh, I'm currently on a real uh, big contemporary fiction chick lit kit. Sure. So uh, Colleen Hoover is one of my favorites. Um, the Midnight Library by Matt Haig was a killer book. It was fantastic. One of the, it stuck with me a long time after I read it, which I love. Nice. Um, yeah. I read like I'm in prison basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it might be my, my part-time job. If ever, if ever I can make it into a part-time job, that's yeah. ideal. But yeah, I just, I love it. Oh, that's I good. always have so. Well, my wife is uh, a, I would say avid, but that's not right. Voracious probably doesn't even do her justice. She texted me today. She said, "Yeah, I was looking at my reading, and um, I'm averaging twelve books a month." Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I was like, I didn't read twelve books over lockdown. <laughs> I I read a book. No, I read two books, but still, I'm I, I'm so extroverted and stuff. The I I'm working this into a bit where I talk about you know my wife reads a book and she does not pause and then turn to me and read out loud what she's reading like I do to her. So I'm like if I'm going to read a book, I need somebody else in the room so I can talk to them while I'm reading. You need some feedback. I do. <laughs> Just feel, and I've just realized that, like, oh, that's not how most people read. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. So, does your wife read on a Kindle or does she read hardcover books? Uh, she has a paper white, uh, a paper white, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I have too. And, uh, yeah, she, um, yeah, she plows through. I mean, she <laughs> makes sure that we got the, you know, the unlimited subscription for it because otherwise there's no, no point. But she's also pulling stuff out of the library and, um, and then every once in a while, She'll goes to a bookshop or a library sale or something, and she'll come home with a box full of books. She and sounds like my kind of girl. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Everything I've seen about you, I'm like, you guys would get along really. We would be besties, well. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like- yes, yeah, so I think there make, it makes a difference in the, how quickly you can read on the yeah. Kindle versus the actual books themselves. The actual, mm-hmm. you know 
paperbacks yeah. or hard copies. Um, but it also makes a difference for me comprehension wise. Because mm. I notice, like it's when you do like online reading or when you're reading on a screen, you don't comprehend as much as when you're actually holding the book. At least that's the case for me. So sure. Uh, I figured out a while back that when I read, I am verbalizing in my head. So I'm reading silently at the same pace I would read if I were reading aloud. And I've done a couple of audio books. So that's when I kind of figured it out. I'm like, oh, wait, it's the same amount of time. And she's just flying through stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? She says, well, when I read, I, I see what's happening in my head. I'm like, What? <laughs> you do what now? And I, you know, I was completely shocked by this. And then I talked to other readers and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I see it. So do you, do you see what you're reading or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you're reading for an audience. She's reading for herself. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was stumped by that. I'm like, really? Huh? And then of course I start questioning myself. I'm like, am I just dumb? Am I what? Yeah. But no, but I can cold read a book and make it sound like, you know, Somebody's just, you know, like I'm reading it for the first time and it sounds sounds like it's, you know, ready to go for recording. So that works for me pretty well. That's a gift. Yeah, I got that going for me anyway. Yeah, I have a radio. I have a degree in radio, but I don't have the voice for it, unfortunately, because oh. I talk way too fast and way too uh, Canadian sounding. So <laughs> you were blessed with a radio voice, sir. Mama I was just blessed for right. a face for long. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing in that first half and uh, welcome back. Now, in the second half, we like to dive into uh, a little bit uh, deeper stuff. We like to know what's going well for you and even some things that you might be struggling with. So to kick things off, uh, what's going well? Um, well, uh, like I, I mentioned, my daughter, um, she's the best thing in my life, period. Like, uh, I love being a mom. I never thought I would end up like loving it the way I do. So hanging out with her is, is always the best. Um, the comedy is going really well for me right now. Um I've gotten a lot of gigs recently. I had three paid gigs in one week last week, which is almost never happens. Wow. So, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> got to pay for these porch steps somehow. Um, <laughs> they're broken. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, things are going pretty good, I guess. Wow. So I, just vocally, you lit up when you mentioned your daughter and how, how well that's going. Uh, how long have you known her? <laughs> oh, her whole life. <laughs> her whole life. That's great. Yeah. Now, in, in all seriousness, man, what a great thing to have that kind of relationship uh, with your daughter, huh? Yeah, I feel really lucky. Um, she's a great kid. Like, I keep waiting. They keep saying, like, you know, the teenager years are going to be tough. But thankfully, she's just, um, I think I'm just kind of blessed because she's just a sweet kid. She's a good person and she she's caring and kind and thoughtful in a, ways, a lot of ways that teenagers aren't, you know, mm. and... Uh, we, we just make a really good team. I think a lot of it is because she's 14, but inside she's 58. <laughs> like there's nothing the kid likes better than like a good, like takeout movie session, you know, just hanging out. Like she's, she's just very content to be at home. You know, she likes to read too. So mm. I'm the one like that's, Hey, what are we going to do? That's fun. And she's like, um, do we have to do anything? Can we just stay here? And I'm like, oh, I guess so. You know, <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's like my little best friend and I'm, I'm super like happy that 
if I'm a one and done, I'm glad that I got the right one, you know? Uh, well, so obviously you enjoy being around her, but it sounds like you, you've got a real genuine respect for her as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's like I said, she's a good kid. She's never done anything to ever, you know, let me down or question, you know, she, she just, she always tries to do the right thing and I think she's going to do well. Yeah, that's, that's great. What do you attribute that to? Um, just my amazing parenting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, you know, I really just got to give credit to where credit is due. No, uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I like, she's just a, like a little old soul. And I just feel like, uh, you know, like I went through a divorce when she was, uh, we, I guess she was three when we finalized it, but I'm really lucky in the fact that my ex-husband and I are still good friends and, you know, we co-parent very well together. We've been doing it over 10 years. Like we've been divorced longer than we were married at this point. So like, uh, we've got the parenting thing down in terms of like, who's picking her up, you know, I need $20 for this dental appointment, that sort of thing back and forth. So, um, I think it's just, she comes from a big loving family on both sides and, uh, everyone, yeah, she's, she's very well loved. She's very well loved. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's spectacular. Uh, um, you know, I, I hope we all can say that about ourselves. Uh, Cause that's boy, that, that will make for an old soul or that will make for a, a steady person, uh, which, which again, it sounds like your, your daughter certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. And you also mentioned that uh, the, the comedy is going well, three paid gigs in a week, huh? <laughs> it was a unicorn of a week. What can I say? It doesn't <laughs> happen like that. So you gotta, you know, strike while the iron is hot or whatnot. So yeah. Make hay when the sun's shining, all those cliches. That's it. <laughs> that is a cliche. Cool. cool. Well, and, and what do you, uh, is that a cliche? Brian or yeah absolutely yeah coming from oh, the sure. farming stock that i uh, hail from the <laughs> assure you that when the sun is shining we are making hay um, i've never heard that one but i grew up in detroit so i oh, mean there you go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, what do you attribute the uh comedic success to um just i i think that i am lucky to look at like uh everything which is kind of a uh a humor film on it. Like everything's, there's always a little bit of funny and stuff to me. And I, I think that I'm, I, 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 my humor gift is that I can pick it out. Okay. You know, and, and find the funny and stuff. Um, and honestly, my life is weird all the time. So mm-hmm. that's where I draw the most inspiration for any of my jokes. You know, it's just from my weird life and terrible dates and, you know, funny things that happen to me as a parent and things like that. So. Yeah, so so you would consider it like a gift to be able to identify what's funny and then and then later repeat that on stage or Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, especially like in these days it's kind of laugh or cry, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff in the world, so you know, to be able to look at things, you know, and kind of find the the humor in it is is kind of a gift, I guess. Yeah. Well, and and you know, like you said, uh these days uh we're we're all going through difficult stuff uh, and and um you know, I'm sure your life is, is no different. There's, there's hard stuff, but it truly is a gift to be able to look at that and find that, that thing that you can, you can pull from it to add joy to people around you. I commend you for that. That's great. Before we jump into this, I'm just chuckling and I, I have to explain to the listeners why I'm chuckling. Uh, during this l- last little break, uh, Brian came on to explain to Rebecca what's going to happen. And he did this ominous uh, voice and he said, 
Oh, and we're going to be back, and Aaron's going to ask about what's not going well. There it is. So, so now that we're all giggling, what's not going well? <laughs> what's Rebecca? not going well? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot not going well in the world right now. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, and it affects everybody, of course, you know, just on a – on just a life level, you know? Um, but I, I guess personally, no, it's not going well. Um, well, I'm single. There's that, uh, after two and a half years, uh, I, I've been single now for, oh gosh, it'll be six months as of tomorrow. So that's been mm. fun to get, uh, back into the uh, old da- swing of dating again. Um, and by fun, I mean, not fun, but, yeah. uh, yeah necessity, I guess other, you know, you're not meeting anyone by sitting on your couch. Cause I work from home, you know, for my day job. And, you know, I don't, I don't normally meet people at my shows cause I'm busy working. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. So, so dating has kind of been a, a trip, uh, especially in your forties, just, it just seems like such a, just a, maybe we just go golden girls at this point, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe you just bail. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, uh, uh, other than that, you know, uh, I guess just struggling with everyone. Like I, I, I got the 20 pounds off from COVID, but now I got to work on the rest of it. So, <laughs> so, you know, we're on the weight loss scale, a train, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And like I said, my front porch is busted. So if you guys have any recommendations, no. I could really use a cheap labor person to help me out with that. Yeah. Well, we, we have some, uh, the Detroit area you're talking about, right? Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we have some uh, listeners in the Detroit area. So if anybody's mm-hmm. listening, uh, reach out to Clean Comedy Time if you want to do a good deed and go fix some porch chairs. Yeah. Or, porch, excuse me, porch, porch stairs. Yeah. Porch Those, stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Not chairs. Not chairs. Yeah. If you want to give me a chair, I'd be yeah. happy. Yeah. I think yeah. that Aaron and his 12-step background would be able to hey, figure oh, out. there it is. Hey. Porch steps. And, <laughs> but no. Wow. Um, that's that, that was pretty solid, Brian. That's, that's what I good. do. Uh, Rebecca, just an offshoot question of this, that, um, you mentioned you're in your forties, you're single, you're, you know, that's something that's a struggle right now. Uh, I'm just saying I was there, uh, uh, my wife and I have been married about eight years and I'm in my mid fifties. So math, um, (laughs) and yeah, so I was in my, you know, mid forties when, um, when she and I were dating and, and then got engaged and got married and stuff. Um, so I've been there, so I, I'm not suggesting that, you know, I know exactly what you're feeling or, you know, what it's like or anything, but yeah, yeah, I get that. I I get that feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a different experience. That's for sure. That's when the sense of humor comes in, you know? (laughs) Well, that's where the sense of humor comes in, but, but I'll tell you, we've, we've talked to several female comedians who are single after being in long-term relationships and, and it's hard. It, it's a different kind of difficult uh, to be a female comedian who's single. Um, you know, the the folks that we've talked to, um, there's, you know, the, it's like the the scene is is different. Can you can you speak to that at all? Well, I mean, there's not a ton of us, honestly. There's not a ton of female comics out there. Uh, I'm always so happy when I get another, you know, sister in the comedy game that I can, you know, book and. And, hey, you want to be pals, you know, because they get the struggle. 
So, I mean, the the fact that I'm the only girl in your lineup doesn't surprise me because I'm usually the only girl, Mm -hmm. you know, and that that's kind of a bummer. But I mean, comedy is still very much a dude's game, you know, unfortunately, and I'd love to be able to switch that up. But that's just kind of the beast that, I guess, the nature of the beast, so to speak. Um, And there's the, you know, and when you try to add dating into that, you know, like, you're just hoping to meet someone nice who doesn't murder you. Right. And we'll pay for your dinner maybe, you know, and when they find out you're a comic, there's a whole other pressure of, Oh, now you got to be funny. You got to be on when in reality I'm tired. I worked all day. I had to do some mom stuff. You know, I had to figure out a bill or something and I don't necessarily want to be on for a date. I just want to go and have a nice time with a guy, you know, is my overall game. That's my, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, so, but when they find out you're a comic, it's kind of adds a different kind of pressure to you that you necessarily wouldn't have, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, I gotta tell you, I, I'm sure that, uh, you're going to find that, uh, person. I actually, the reason I can say that is because of the way that you describe your daughter and the way that you describe the relationship with your daughter. Uh, you are a person who pulls out genuine, true, good relationships with people. You, you can recognize that in your daughter, respect your daughter for who she is and just enjoy her company. And that is that has contributed in her becoming who she is. You know, so you have that, uh, Rebecca, don't uh, um, in, in the midst of a, a difficult time, don't ever lose uh, don't ever lose perspective on that because you are an incredible person and uh, you you have this ability to connect with people and draw the best out of them. So oh, you guys are sweet. Thanks. I need to call in more often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah I mean, I guess like I feel lucky, like if even if I don't like meet, you know, the love of my life for the second half of my life or whatnot, you know, at least I have this amazing kid, you know, that, you know, mm. is maybe mm-hmm. the love of my life. You know what I mean? Like, not in, that, not in a romantic way, of course, because that's creepy. But just, you know, <laughs> the fact that, you know, she's a great person and she really, you know, makes me feel a, that I'm a better person. She makes me a better person, which is what it's all about, right? So, Yeah, you you have a contentment about you. You you have the ability to look at your current situation and be okay. That yeah, doesn't mean okay. you That doesn't mean you don't want more, but you're okay. You know, yeah. you're, you're doing well. You're doing good. Um, and, and typically I find that people who have a sense of contentment are headed for even bigger and better things. Well, fingers crossed. I hope so. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, going more globally, uh, this has been a doozy of a couple of years. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, congratulations on weathering that storm. And, you know, having your, I I mean, obviously we all closed down and a lot of shows didn't start back up. Uh, So congratulations on being rolling again. Oh, thank you. You know, I I always thank the audience. Like first thing when I get on stage, like, thank you. It is so nice to see your smiling faces because without Mm. you guys, we don't, there is no us. You know, because I don't know if you guys had any of the pleasures of trying to do a Zoom call comedy (laughs) show. But, you know, to see people laugh on, on mute. You see yeah. the mouths move, but it's just, it's brutal because you don't hear the laughs. You don't yeah. have that feedback, that immediate gratification. Like, oh, you did think I was funny. You know yeah. what I mean? So you can hear about it after the fact, but 
the whole the whole point is like if we're if we're telling jokes, we want we want to make you laugh in person. So yeah. I'm always so grateful that people have come out and like it seems like people are even more eager to laugh right now, you know, yeah. because of the state of the world and whatnot. Oh, for sure, you know. So it's great to be able to provide you know some kind of you know humor for people and you know a chance a little bit of an escape and you know a nice night out. Hopefully, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and like you kind of alluded to there, I mean, there's something so special about in person gathering. You know, there's something so special about being in the audience, a room full of people, all all laughing together simultaneously. That's and it's not replicable. Right. No. That's I, I mean, I think if if you talk to most comics, that's why we do it is just to hear that laughter. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. it, it feeds a certain part of your soul that you can't really describe. Yeah. And there's things that can come close to replicating like Zoom not being one of them. No. <laughs> right. a, a, Zoom, a Zoom call, that's nothing. But I, like I do, I do a lot of comedy in virtual reality now. And, um, and like it's, it's three dimensional, it's immersive. Um, but there's just the slight delay in connecting with people. Like at the end of a punchline, from the time you hear their laughter, there's about a 600 millisecond delay. And, um, and so if I'm in there experiencing that and then I do a live show, man, the live show is just like turbocharged <laughs> uh, because people are right there together. Oh, sure. And even if you have like a tiny, even like a second of a delay on a laugh, you're like, was that joke not funny? Oh, yeah. That joke always hits. What do you mean? That joke didn't hit? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my mind can go from that this punchline is going to crush to I need to quit comedy in about four, about 400 milliseconds. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Every yeah. show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. Well, again, like it's so nice that, uh, you and all of us for that matter are, are now able to gather uh, again with people and just have that sense of community, have that sense of connection uh, because boy, that is, it, it's just so important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, we are looking forward to seeing you uh, at the playhouse at white Lake. And that is um, in uh, Whitehall, Michigan. That's April 23rd. We've got a show there. You can, Find all the details on our website, cleancomedytime.com. And uh, what else uh, can we point people to uh, for you? Uh, Facebook, website, Twitter, I mean, your Twitter account, you can bring that back. <laughs> well, I, I have a Twitter, but really I don't use it. So don't yeah, look through don't me there. But uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my name is Rebecca Conception. Uh, all C's, no T's. Um, and you can find me there. Uh, that's where I normally announce my shows. Um, I have my standing every other week show. Um, it's every other Wednesday at JP's West. It's the New Faces of Comedy show. That's my show that I run. Um, the next show that we have coming up is on April 6th, next Wednesday. So I'm super excited. We've got some great comics coming out. Um, like I said, we've got it every other Wednesday. Um, and then anything else that's coming up. Uh, I've also got the super hot gig in uh, Whitehall, Michigan on the 23rd. Hey, you mentioned. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anything else that comes up, I just I promote it as they come up. So. Oh, yeah, I've also got a gig out um, on May 6th uh, at the Rusty Gale in Clinton Township. It's an all-female lineup. Oh, I'm hosting awesome. that one, and I love, I love an all-female lineup. Yeah. But this is this comedy group that I've worked with a few times, uh, mm-hmm. Knuckleheads Comedy, they they like really love and support women in comedy, which is great. Awesome. So I've gotten to host three or four of their all-women lineups, and it's always cool. uh, a treat for me as both a girl and a comic and a booker. So I'm like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Come to mama. Nice. I uh, book you for my show. So I'm excited about that too. Haven't you done some uh, drag queen shows too? 
Oh, I'm a huge drag queen fanatic. I, <laughs> I don't do them specifically. I just go and give them my money. Go. So. Yeah. Here, take my money. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I went to one last night. So, so if, yeah. we, if you don't see Rebecca at uh, one of her comedy shows, uh, find a drag queen show somewhere and she'll likely be in the audience. I'll probably be front row. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show. We're delighted to have you here and uh, looking forward to seeing you later this month. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from coarse language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 